Good evening, welcome to tonight's life class. Love you, church family. Thank you for being here. Amen and amen. Um, our pilot text is taken from the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 11. And what does it say there? It says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, uh, obviously, that, that verse is in the context of a larger conversation. Uh, in that larger conversation, Paul was talking about dealing with forgiveness, unforgiveness, and offense. But he concludes his thoughts by saying we should stay away from offense and unforgiveness lest Satan take advantage of us, we not being ignorant of the devices of the enemy. In other words, if we allow unforgiveness and offense to remain, then it displays that we are ignorant of the devices of the enemy and therefore the enemy is able to use that opportunity to take advantage of us. This also uh, lets us know that Satan operates easily in atmospheres of offense and unforgiveness. When there is an atmosphere of offenses and unforgiveness amongst the brethren, Satan can operate there. That's a sidestep. But the principle that I want to draw from this scripture is that we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. That's the principle I really want us to look at here. And also, if we are ignorant of the devices of the enemy, then he will be able to take advantage of us. Every time that we are ignorant of the devices of the enemy, we give him the upper hand. He is now able to take advantage of us. There is no mountain in the life of the believer save the mountain of ignorance. There is no mountain in the life of the believer save the mountain of ignorance. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 says, My people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. Wow! Listen to this scripture. He's saying God's own people, God's very own people, his beloved are destroyed, not because the devil is so strong, not because the, de the demons are so vicious, not because witches and wizards are so powerful. They are destroyed because of what they do not know, because of ignorance, because of the mountain of ignorance we cannot afford to be ignorant of the devices of enemy of the enemy you cannot afford to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy it says that we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy the the the, the word translated devices here means the purpose the strategy the plots the plans the modus operandi the systems and structures the gates of hell we cannot be ignorant of the gates 
of hell that will not prevail against us. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Though our primary preoccupation should not be with the enemy, at the same time, we should not be ignorant of him or his devices. Did you get that? Uh, I don't know why believers like to swing from one extreme to the other extreme. There are those that have specialized in studying the enemies. They, they, they have uh, advanced degrees in demonology and all of these esoteric, demonic and devilish things. When we actually should major in Christology, we should major in really, really knowing whom we have believed. Hallelujah. But even though that's where our major is it doesn't mean that we should be ignorant of the devices of the enemy so the subject of my teaching tonight this third installment probably the one you've been looking for and waiting for and the one that's really going to bless you like not none other is who we were who we were who are we warring against hallelujah amen and amen let's pray Mighty Father, I ask that you help me tonight. I ask that you cause my tongue to be as the pen of the ready writer that I might inscribe upon the hearts of the men and women that are listening to me your living truth and that by reason of that living truth they will be elevated to a new level of experience with you. God grant me utterance. Oh God, boldness, confidence and prophetic Function to speak your word in the name of Jesus. Set us free by reason of the discovery of the truth. I pray tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. It's not too late to quickly invite your friends and share the feed once again because it's going to get hot in here. <laughs> we have learned so far in this series, the first um, Wednesday we dealt with why we were. Last week Wednesday we dealt with where we were. Tonight we're de dealing with who we were. We've learned that we are engaged in spiritual warfare as believers, not for victory, but from victory to keep the victory. We've learned that the primary battlefield of our conflict is in the realm of the mind, and it is a battle to believe. All right, this is very important. These la those last two classes might not have been too exciting for you, but you don't know how important and vital they are. I've been very, very deliberate as a master builder to, to lay it down this way. We must be truly established in these truths before we can advance into the other realms of spiritual warfare. I know so many of you, once you hear spiritual warfare, you, you think about uh, the, the villages back in, you know, your home country, you know, let's deal with the village people. <laughs> Uh, but before you start dealing with the village people, make sure you are established in the truths that I'm telling you, that I'm sharing with you right here. In fact, if you are not established in these truths, then your other forays into spiritual warfare are risky indeed. If you are not, first of all, fully established in why we war, in 
where the primary battlefield is, if you're not fully establishing those truths and you are trying to foray ahead in spiritual warfare, that's a risky endeavor where you could get into trouble. If we are not established in these truths, then we could be easily seduced or deceived by what we attempt to war against because our foundation was not strong in the first place and we could be seduced and deceived by even that which we try to war against and we might not even know it. Oh my, I don't know whether you hear me what I'm saying. Uh, but if we are established in these truths, uh, then manifesting the victory that we already have in Christ over all these machinations of the enemy becomes inevitable. Manifesting the victory becomes, in I, I decree and declare, you're going to manifest the victory you already have in Christ. And there's nothing that devil can do about it. In your place of God, your work, you're going to, you're going to manifest that victory. Uh, uh, somebody's been battling for their child in the place of prayer. Now that you have a, a deeper understanding, you are going to win that warfare. You're going to manifest that victory in the name of Jesus, if it's you I'm preaching to this evening, receive it by faith right now. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now I'm going to delve deeper by going into a very important text that I think serves as a good teaching point. I read from the book of Daniel chapter 10 verse 12 and verse 13. Daniel had sought God's face or seeking answers for the interpretation of um, a dream. And uh, 21 days after he commenced praying, um, an angel appeared with the answer. But listen to what the angel says in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 and 13. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for, the, for from the first day you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of, thy, uh, because of your words. Listen. It says, from the first day that you set your heart to understand. You see, even before he prayed, the very day he decided in his heart that he wants to understand. And he humbled himself before the, immediately, his, he, God was already hearing his heart. Because God does not judge by the outward appearance. He judges by what's going on in the heart. Your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But listen to what the angel says in verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. This gives us a very unique insight into what is happening in the spiritual realm. The angel told Daniel that immediately he set his heart to pray. God sent the answer. However, the angel was withstood, was resisted in the heavenly realm and needed reinforcements from angel Michael to be able to get through 21 days later. So we see that in the spirit realm, where spiritual entities operate, they can interfere and even obstruct things from coming through. Uh, but they are largely at liberty to do this only because of our ignorance. 
they are at liberty to obstruct and interfere only because of our ignorance as believers. Listen, Daniel was under the old covenant, so he could not prosecute any warfare in the spirit realm. He was not a new covenant believer. He wasn't born again. He couldn't prosecute any spiritual warfare. He was under a new covenant. But you and I, old covenant, you and I are under the new covenant. Woo, hallelujah. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So whatsoever things we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things we loose on earth shall be loosed in heavens. So we are in a position to influence what is happening in the spirit realm. There is a real spiritual opposition in the heavenlies. Even though they might be illegitimate, they still attempt to operate as long as we remain ignorant. They, they are illegitimate, but as long as we are ignorant of our rights and their illegitimacy, they will continue to operate. Oh, Listen, the declaration of, of emancipation of liberty to slaves was signed a particular year. Do you know that for many years after it had been signed into law, many slaves still remained? It wasn't that it wasn't a law, but as long as those slaves were ignorant that they were actually meant to be free, they remained slaves. As long as you are ignorant of your liberty in Christ Jesus, you remain a slave. My job is to destroy your ignorance. I'm on an assignment to destroy your ignorance, to cause there to be such a great illumination of light that it liberates you from all darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. Again, if you remember some of the things we've said this month so far, it says in the book of Colossians that Jesus has already disarmed all the principalities and powers. Yet in the book of Ephesians, it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers. So even though these principalities and powers have been dis disarmed and their legal right to do what they were doing before has been removed from them, as long as we are ignorant, not fully occupying the place we are supposed to occupy, they continue to operate. The Bible does not spend much time giving us overt details about fallen angels, demons, and devils, and Satan. Because I believe the reason for this is because he doesn't want that to be our preoccupation. Some of us talk about the sat Satan and the devil and the demons so much that it would almost seem as if he, he's so powerful, he's so big and he's so great. You know, some of us erroneously, subconsciously and even sometimes consciously feel that the devil is an equal opposite to God. That devil is a liar. The devil is not an equal opposite to God. Why? God is the one and only creator. The devil is a created being. And guess what? The devil was not created the devil. The devil was created Lucifer, the son 
son of the morning with music in his in his in his very structure he was the covering cherub if you like until rebellion was found in him where he sought to ascend and be as the most high and then lucifer was cast out of the of heaven with one third of the angels that uh, uh, had aligned themselves with him and were also in rebellion. It is then that Lucifer became Satan, became uh, the devil, and he's still an angel of light. He's still able to take on that form to deceive many, but we refuse to be deceived by his form. And as Satan and the, the and the, the fallen angels were cast down to the earth, they operate on the earth by two things. The ignorance of believers and the complicity of men. They operate by the ignorance of believers and the complicity of men. We also understand that no spirit entity is allowed to legally operate on the earth without a body, without a physical body. Sometimes an animal... But more often than not, the, the prime physical body upon the earth is that of men and women who are cognitive and intelligent. So even evil spirits don't particularly like animal bodies to inhabit because there's great limitation there. But they like human bodies to inhabit because of the intellect and the will that is there. So spirit entities, spirit entities can operate on earth uh, cannot operate on the earth without the complicity of men because the authority for the earth was given to man. I'm laying some very deliberate foundations. I'm going somewhere here. Just as the Spirit of God operates by faith, the devil and his evil spirits operate by fear, doubt, and unbelief. The Spirit of God and the angels of the Most High excel in, in strength at the voice of His Word spoken by faith in the believer. Guess what? The enemy, the devil, demons and the like also excel in strength by reason of the fear, which is reverse faith of men and women and I dare say even some believers. Do you hear me what I'm saying? And so where a whole structure of belief in the devil and his cohorts and fear of him is well entrenched, he, he has liberty to operate widely in those areas. The devils need the complicity of men. Okay, so now I'm going to go and start dealing with the, the village people, as some people like to call them, witches, uh, wizards, warlocks, and the, the, the like. Let's understand something about witchcraft. Witchcraft is, in its simplest form, simply the manipulation of men's will and choices. So, sometimes we... We show witchcraft tendencies when we are trying to um, manipulate people's wills and choice, get them to do exactly what we want them to do. That's in the simplest form. It's not full-blown witchcraft, but in the simplest form, witchcraft is manipulation of other people's wills and choices. But witchcraft in its mature form 
employs demonic power, employs supernatural power to take control of the will and the choices of other men. This is a violation of God's law and principle because God placed before us heaven and, uh, and, and hell, life and death, blessing and cursing, and he asks us to choose. Choose. So God doesn't want anybody's choice violated, but witchcraft attempts to violate the choices of men, to take control of the choices of men and force them in the direction that he would have them go. The truth is, modern media has glamorized witchcraft. And so we have the whole idea um, in Hollywood and a lot of our TV shows of good witches and bad witches. There's no such thing in, in, in spiritual realities and according to the Bible. All witchcraft is bad. There's no good, bad there. It's all bad. I, I'm, 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 I'm a superhero uh, uh, fan. I, I like my Marvel. I like my DC. It's just a pastime for me. But even Marvel and DC constantly paint, painting the picture and glamorizing witchcraft and making it look like it's okay. The Scarlet Witch. Okay, this witch, that witch, um, Doctor Strange, uh, Master of Sorcery, the Sorcerer General. <laughs> you know, it's all to glamorize witchcraft and give you a picture as if it's not such a big deal. In this United Kingdom, witchcraft is a big thing. There's an undercurrent of strong witchcraft that uh, influences a lot of things in the society and we must not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. God is clear that witchcraft is wrong. It gives access to demonic power to operate upon the earth. Men and women's hunger for power has, has them making deals with the devil and evil spirits in order for them to have power upon the earth. Remember that even the devil tried to get Jesus into something like that when he says that, bow to me, bow to me, and I will give you all of the, the, the nations of the world. They'll, they'll, they'll just be yours. Just, just, just bow to me. You see, he, he, this, is, this is the type of proposition that the enemy makes to um, people that are hungry for, for power the illegitimate way. Jesus said, no, 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 it is written. You see, always respond with God's word to the suggestions and the whispers of the enemy. Anytime the enemy is whispering a suggestion, a lie, um, some negativity in your ear, find a word from God's word with which to respond to him. It is written. You see, these things are real. There are real demons, devils, Satan, and all. They are real. There are real witches, wizards, and all those things. They are real. You know, I'm a New Covenant, New Testament preacher and teacher. And therefore, you will find me very rarely talking about demons, devils, um, witches, witches. And some people will think that because uh, uh, grace teachers don't talk about those things, they, be they don't believe that those things exist. No, sir. No, sir. They exist. They're very real. We know they are real. The Bible even talks about a, a, a woman that had the spirit of divination. 
that was shouting behind Paul when he was in the street. And, and her prophecy and what she was saying was accurate, but it was from an evil spirit. And at the end of the day, that evil spirit had to be cast out by the apostles, okay? So we are not saying these things don't exist. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. These things are real, but they have no power over the believer that is not ignorant. Did you hear me? They have no power over the believer that is not ignorant. Witches, wizards, warlocks and the like sign packs with evil spirits and utilize natural tokens. They utilize natural tokens to manipulate things and people to do their bidding. <laughs> Listen, they are very, very legal. What are tokens? Uh, they, they look for natural things and they, they try to manipulate natural laws to push their agenda so they will speak into the sun and they will speak into the moon and they will speak into the stars which are things already existing and use the those natural laws to 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 declare certain things they will pick dust from the ground and speak things into the dust and throw it up and say this must happen because they're trying to manipulate natural laws to push certificates. These are all the type of tokens that they use. They will, when people go and consult them, they're always looking for one legal, natural angle or another with which to be able to say, okay, because it's your mother, we can do this. Or because that person is your child, you can do this. You know, you are the mother, so you can now speak into the son and say, if that child did not come from my womb, then this will not be. But since that child came from my womb, I say this. Witchcraft using a, some f twist of a natural law to, 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 to remote control, if you like, uh, people's wills and people's choices. But we are the sons of the Most High God, who is the creator of all the natural laws. So we don't need to speak into the sun and speak into the moon and speak into the stars or speak into the earth below. We speak to him who is the creator of it all. Glory! Hallelujah! Amen! And he has put, given us the authority. He says that in Christ Jesus, we are now seated above all principalities and powers. In fact, it says about Christ Jesus, of whom we are part, that he is the head of all principalities. So anything they are speaking to, anything they are employing is below us. The, though their signs and their wonders can be real and sometimes can be very accurate does not mean that they are of God and does not mean that they are superior to us. Remember that when Moses went before Pharaoh and threw down his staff and the staff became a great serpent, what did the magicians do? They threw down their staffs also and it also became serpents. So the, the enemy can mimic the power that God has given us. But guess what? Moses' rod that had become a serpent swallowed up their serpents. The, the, the authority and the power of God is always superior to the authority and the power of the enemy. We are from above in Christ and he that is from above is above all. Once again, our preoccupation is not with witches, wizards, warlocks, cults, secret, secret societies, and the like, for we are above them all, but we are not ignorant 
of their devices. They, they, will, they, they will try to use legal things to even get you to believe wrong. They'll start telling you that, well, you know, your father, your mother, your this, your that, your grandfather, because of that, this thing must stay in your life. That devil is a liar. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new and all things are of God. You are no longer of your natural lineage. You are now of a di divine lineage. Believe it. Believe it and walk free. Let me talk to you a little bit about divinations, enchantments, weapons, and tongues. Balak employed Balaam to curse the children of Israel, um, but he could not because the Lord had blessed the children of Israel. The, the Lord had blessed them, so no one could successfully curse them. Numbers 23 from verse 18, he says, Then he took up this oracle and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear, listen to me, son of the poor. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? Behold, I receive the commandment to bless and I cannot but I cannot but bless. He has blessed and I cannot reverse it. He has not observed iniquity. Listen, he has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him and the shout of a king is among them. God brings them out of Egypt. Uh, he has strength like a wild ox. Verse 23. For there is no sorcery against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It now must be said of Jacob and of Israel, Oh, what the Lord God has done. Hallelujah. There is no sorcery or enchantment against Jacob, nor any divination against Israel. It was talking about the natural Israel in that day, but it was prophetically talking about the spiritual Israel of this day. That there is no sorcery and there's no enchantment that is allowed against us. There's no divination against us. In other words, brother, sister, you are too blessed to be cursed. You are too blessed to be cursed. If there's any curse perpetuating itself in your life, it is only because of ignorance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's read on. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 44, verse 24 to 26. Isaiah 44, 24 to 26. It says, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, he who formed you from the womb. You know, they sometimes try to say, oh, uh, you came from this womb and because of... The no, no, no. God's saying that I am the one that formed you from the womb. I am the Lord who makes all things, who stretches out the heavens all alone, who spreads abroad the earth by myself, who frustrates the signs or the tokens of the babblers and drives diviners mad, who turns wise men backwards and makes their knowledge foolishness, who confirms, he confirms the word of his servant and performs the counsel of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, you shall be inhabited and to the cities of Judah, you shall be built and I will raise up her, de uh, her, her, her waste places. Hallelujah. He, he 
frustrates the tokens. They, they pick up sand, they pick up stone, they pick up this, that, and the other to try to curse you. He says that he frustrates their tokens. He causes their tokens to be void and impotent. He runs their diviners mad. He makes all of this imp impotent in the face of his mighty power. And yet he performs his word in our mouths. This is the position we occupy. Now listen to Isaiah 54 and verse 17. No weapon fashioned or formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in, in, in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness, their right to do this, comes from me. No weapon, no token, no curse, no enchantment, no divination is allowed to prosper against you as a child and a son of God. Hallelujah. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. God's not going to condemn it for you. You have to do the condemning. He wants you to realize your position and your authority. You have to take authority. You have to understand the authority of the believer. The right and the responsibility, the right and also the responsibility to do this is yours. He's given us the right to do that. And the, the confidence to do this comes from you being righteousness conscious over sin conscious. Too many believers are too sin conscious and therefore it robs them of confidence to exert their authority. But when you are righteousness conscious, then you will know that you can speak to these things and deal with them. So we now go to the classic New Testament text on spiritual warfare. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 13. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. We are to be strong in the Lord, not in ourselves, and in the power of his might, not our own might. This text clearly lets us know that our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this age, and against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. This also shows us that there is hierarchy and structure in the demonic realm. A principality is a prince over a polity. A prince over a region, an area. The powers are, are the strongholds they used to dominate the area. The rulers of the darkness of this age and the spiritual wickedness in high places. These are all realms of demonic activity. And our first response to all these is to stand and withstand. Remember what I've taught you earlier, that to stand is to occupy to occupy the finished work, to occupy the victory that Jesus has already won for us. This is key. Don't be seduced into believing that you don't already have the victory. You already have the victory. Fully occupy it and operate from that position. Then in Ephesians chapter 4, um, chapter 6, verse 14, it goes on to start telling us that we should put on the full armor of God. Now, I'm going to run through the full armor as I'm bringing this thing down to a close. Realize that what 
Paul was doing, he was using the imagery of the Roman soldier in that day. If he was living in this day, he would use some other imagery to bring these truths across to us. He starts in verse 14. Stand therefore having girded your loins or your waist with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So he says, let truth, let the truth cover your vulnerable areas. Let the truth, what is the truth? The truth of God's word, the truth of the finished work, the truth that Jesus had paid the price, the truth that the debt has been paid. Let that guard your vulnerable places. Then he says that put on the breastplate of righteousness. That's meant, he says, let your confidence be rooted in the righteousness of God that you now are are. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. He became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So be righteousness conscious that will protect your heart. That will give you the breast a breastplate that makes you bold hallelujah because you know that you are the righteousness of god ephesians 6 and verse 15 having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace is telling you that you must always be seeking peace and reconciliation and always seeking for the ad advance of the gospel of peace. The gospel that God is reconciled or has reconciled the world back unto himself through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 16. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. It tells you that faith is key in defeating the onslaught of the enemy. You've got to have faith. This is what stops the enemy from being able to penetrate. Faith is key to defeating the onslaught of the enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. Take the helmet of salvation. In other words, what he's telling you, the helmet protects the head and the mind. It's saying that the knowledge of your total salvation, that you are completely and totally saved by the grace of God and not by your works, lest any man should boast. Let that protect your mind, that you are eternally saved. Let that protect your mind, so that any onslaught against your mind is repelled by the knowledge of your salvation. Then he says, take the sword of the spirit which is the word of God the only offensive weapon in our armor is the word of God so let the word of Christ dwell richly in you you've got to become skillful in the word of righteousness because that's what you use to defeat the enemy where you are able to respond to his every attack with it is written. Ah, you think the armor is over, but it really rounds up in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, where it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. It is through prayer. It is through prayer that we deploy the full armor that we've just spoken about. We have to become prayer warriors. We are in 10 days of fasting and prayer. This is the time to engage in the place of prayer, knowing mentally uh, that we are clothed from top to bottom with the armor of God and employing the various aspects of the armor of God to defeat principalities, powers, uh, the rulers of the darkness of this age, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places, witches, wizards, warlocks, the devil, and his demons. None of them can do 
anything against the armor of God that we now wear. Our primary avenue of the deployment of our spiritual warfare is in the place of prayer. So now we must wage that warfare with accurate knowledge and understanding. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Wage this victorious warfare with accurate knowledge and understanding. No longer afraid of whatever the enemy is trying to bring against you because you know you are already victorious. I hope this, this teaching has been a blessing, blessing to you. Um, make sure you don't miss next week Wednesday. It's going to be interactive Q&A. So whatever questions you still have on spiritual warfare, you bring it to the table and let's try to deal with it together. If you are out there and you haven't yet accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. Don't let it pass you by. Please repeat these words of prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for the price you paid for giving your life for me. Today, I repent of my sin and I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you. Thank you. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth. I am saved. Amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, guess what? You are indeed saved. You are born again. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. And we are so excited and elated to receive you into the body of Christ. God bless you real good. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We want to help you to grow in the Lord. So please contact us on the details that are on the screen or direct message us on any of our social media platforms or um, visit our website and follow the pathway that is there. It's imperative that you are planted in a thriving house at this time to help you to grow in your faith and to become everything that God foreordained you to be. Um, we can't close out this service without giving you an opportunity to give towards the work of the Lord. The details on the various ways in which you can give is now being shown on the screen. Please choose the one that is most preferred of you. I speak a word of blessing over every gift and every giver right now in Jesus' mighty name. May my God give you divine direction to great provisions. May you finish this year strong and in abundance in Jesus' mighty name. Let's close out the prayer, the service with the word of prayer. Father, thank you for tonight and thank you for your word and thank you for great discoveries. Now we walk in the authority that is ours through the price that Christ paid. And we no longer cower in fear to any demonic entity or the complicity of men with them. We walk in victory at all times in Jesus' mighty name. Let's share the grace in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and God's mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. See you again real soon. God bless you.